The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome in to the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. And if you have a question dealing with Murfreesboro, don't be bashful. Give us a call. And call us early as opposed to about a minute before the show is over, because we don't have time to answer the call then. You're busy, right, Bart? <laughs> That's right. We, we got to get in those calls early. And you can talk or text, whichever you prefer. And you can do them both on that one number. 615-893-1450. That voice you just heard was Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. Great to be here, Bart. Good to have you with us. Yeah, Beautiful out. I know. It's a lot better than it has been the last oh, couple of yes. weeks. <clears throat> Maybe spring is uh, around the corner? I, I hope, hope so. <laughs> Ready for that. That's right. Well, I guess uh, a lot of the things people are enjoying are, are right here in Murfreesboro. Spring weather, the green waves, uh, just get out and thoroughly enjoy yourself. Beautiful community. Oh, man, we've, we've, uh, we've been blessed. There's been a lot going on the last several weeks. We had, uh, you know, last night the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board met at the airport uh, community center to talk about the, the landfill. So that was, that's been going on um, recent news mtsu made an announcement at the airport so that's that's been news um there's lots of stuff that's going on in in the community and um, the city council has been working hard we've we've been meeting quite a bit on on working all kinds of different um opportunities and issues inside the city so lots of lots of good things happening well tell us so uh, while since you started with the solid waste board yeah which happened last night what's happening yeah yeah so, you know, going all the way back to April, uh, Republic announced uh, plans for or an application for a new landfill, um, you know, next to to the existing middle point. So it would be a new landfill site. And clearly, um, from the comments that, you know, we've received over the last many years, there's been significant issues out at the, the landfill, specifically with odor. And that the city's been uh, been leading and fighting pretty hard on why that that new landfill is not good for the community, and um, you know why that that Republic has not handled some of the things out there, you know, right now. And a lot of this has to do with you know not just odor, but um, traffic and infrastructure, and you know the city treats all the leachate, uh, and, and so you know. Well, long story short, Bart, the city. Um, the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board de- denied the the new landfill application, and uh, BFI, which is a subsidiary of Republic, sued the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, saying that their decision was arbitrary and capricious and outside of their their uh, their purview. And so the city adjoint we we made a request to the Chancery Court to be able to intervene in that lawsuit, which means that we would. You know, help defend the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, and um, the you know the City Council, the majority of the City Council took a, a lead on that, and you know, knowing what needs to happen in the community, um, really stepped up and 
made the decision to to you know help fight that and so the judge at the davidson county chancery court had ruled that based on evidence that the city and the city's legal team had uncovered specifically with some issues out there that have to do with aluminum waste um you know back in the 90s or early 2000s there was a lot of aluminum that was brought out in you know to that that landfill and there's instances all over the country even some in tennessee where when aluminum is mixed with municipal solid waste um, it creates an issue called aluminum dross and that aluminum dross has higher temperatures basically underground fires that create significant odor Um, and you know our team wanted to be able to present a lot of that that information the judge agreed and he allowed the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board to, um, you know, um, open back up for additional comments. And that's what they did last night. So February 24th, they'll vote again on, you know, the new landfill application. And um, and then, you know, from there, there's there's ste- it's, it's in Chancery Court right now. Um, so the you know the Chancery Court will will have to make a decision as well. You know, and, and the cool thing I, or I think, or the positive thing I should say, in in with the county as well, there's been lots of discussion about Plan B, and we're excited. The city council authorized to spend fifty um, some odd thousand dollars with a company called Waste Away to be able to look at alternative things that we can do with our with our municipal waste and um, a lot of good um, a lot of good opportunities have come from that discussion we had received a letter from mayor ketron i think thursday of last week about uh, the mayors had uh, mary esther reed and jason cole and chad lehman the municipal mayors we were um, invited to come go to the solid waste meeting last on tuesday night uh, or last night so we, we were notified, I think, on Thursday, but Mary Esther had um, a council meeting. Jason had a planning commission meeting. I had the solid waste board, uh, Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board meeting. Chad couldn't be there. So, um, you know, we, we weren't able to see what the county was talking about last night. But, uh, you know, everybody's working together, um, and, and I think it's, you know, it's brought some good discussions. Now, you said that this, uh, and I'd never heard this before, about the aluminum waste when it's mixed with solid waste creates dross d-r-o-s yeah you don't want me to get into all the engineering on it just uh, you know i mean this sounds scary really underground fires uh, yeah i mean it's all based on when aluminum interacts with not only water but um municipal waste there's a reaction that occurs And when you read through all the filings and the petitions, it has to do with, you know, being able to extract the gases that are there. And so typically you can monitor those wells and look at the temperature of the of the gas that's coming out. And so, I mean, our team feels pretty um, I'm not going to get into all the legal stuff, but the, the our team has uncovered several things. Uh, even going back to 2011 when TDEC put um, BFI on a consent order um, for some of those issues. So, you know, I, I think here's what I would I would say from a political standpoint. We just want the issue fixed. 
I mean, we I, don't want any smell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bart, you live on the north side of town, and you know there are mornings when you open your door, and that's the first thing you smell. And so the argument that Republic continues to say that this is a Murfreesboro sewer issue, and it, it, I just shake my head because when I open, you know, there's mornings when we have the wind is coming a certain direction that, you know, I open my front door and I'm two and a half miles, three miles away from the landfill at least. Um, I, you know, you, you smell it and it's not sewer. I mean, it's garbage. It's, it's, well, a, it's the whole city of Murfreesboro smells it too. Yeah. And so, I mean, there are other places that, I mean, as far as go. eight miles. Yeah. And, and so what the city has done is, you know, the city and the city council made the decision and, and we've been really fortunate with our, our water and sewer department that you know we put these hydrogen sulfide monitors everywhere and so you know what makes it when you're getting the smell from areas that don't have sewer so when the when those monitors are going off and there's no sewer in the area it you know that that seems to me like that's a pretty cut and dry dry answer and i mean it's easy for you know a lawyer from nashville to come in and say that um hey this is not an issue but i mean when you know the community is getting a reputation of you know especially certain area um smelling i mean like a a good example you know also there was a recent um announcement that the the lawsuit that was filed uh the class action lawsuit that was filed by the home you know homeowners in the area that they had come to a settlement and in the city, the county uh, have all opted out of that settlement because, you know, the, the, the value of the property within a three-mile radius of um, the landfill is roughly $20 billion. That's with a B. And the settlement, I want to say the settlement's $1.9 million, and then they also have to spend $1.7 million to uh, try to mitigate the, the smell. I mean, if you're a, if you're a multi-billion dollar company, Bart, $1.9 million to get people within three miles of the landfill to not be able to sue you, that seems like that's a pretty good deal. Um, so we're against that. We, we, you know, we, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I reiterate that again, we just want it fixed. I mean, we don't want to smell the landfill. And, and we're working on plan B on what's next with, with our municipal waste. But at the same time, you know, we don't want to deal with this for 25, 30 years to come that, um, you, you know, our community's known for for being um, being a, a, a smell ground. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I go uh, four-wheeling out and way out in Milton with a friend. I just want to tell the mayor's absolutely right. It can't be the Murfreesboro sewers on certain days when we go up on top of the hill out in Milton. It takes your breath away from that landfill that we got where you can't even ride most of the time out there now, and it's got worse over the years, but it's way out at Milton. It's not the city uh, sewer system. I mean, it's coming from the landfill, and let's say you can't even ride certain days, so I just want to say the mayor's correct. Thank you, man. Thank you for calling, by the way. You know, we drove by the landfill two or three weeks ago, and it was raining, so, you know, clearly there had been issues of not being able to cover, or, you know, when it really rains, that's when it and you have a low cloud cover it seems like it smells but we were driving to um lebanon to uh, a basketball game and we were going down jefferson pike and my nine-year-old in the back was like what is that smell 
And, you know, you get like this dry taste in your mouth when you're driving by. And I'm like, well, hey, buddy, that's the landfill. And he, I mean, you know, in, in, in the nine-year-old world, especially your nine-year-old who, you know, he knows I'm the mayor and he thinks that I should be able to fix everything. He's like, well, fix he's it, like why can't y'all fix that, Dad? And can we not drive this way on the way back home? <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty simple when a nine-year-old says, hey, just, just fix it. So, Let me ask you, are you thinking if they get rid of that smell, if they find a way to do that, are you going to approve them expanding the landfill you know i this is just my this is one person's opinion um 30 years ago when the landfill was approved in that area or 25 years ago i don't think anyone knew the growth that murfreesboro would would have um and you know that landfill is not in a good spot for a growing community i mean those landfills in my opinion need to be in areas that are more r- rural where people don't live around them and um i can't see unless i'll give this caveat unless that there was a way that those that that landfill was just for rutherford county residents um i don't see any possible way that we should be making a decision to have a new landfill site to be able to service Nashville. I mean, you know, 70% of the trash that comes in there is out from outside of the county. And I would argue that there are better ways that we can create uh, economic opportunities besides being the dumping ground for everybody else's trash. I, I would like to think, Bart, you know, in hindsight, it's 2020, but I would think if we knew where we are right now, that if we went back, you know, to the to the early 90s mid 90s the the people who made that decision would say we would rather pay more to dump our to take fix our trash than have what we've got out there right now and i hope that would be the decision let me ask you this because uh, this is something that appears that it's going to take a while before a decision is made what timetable are you thinking looks ahead for for this uh, issue uh, i mean they're going to stretch it as long as they oh, can. Yeah. Probably. I mean, you know, I think, I think those. I mean, I don't want to. I, I don't want to guess. I mean, one of the main reasons I'm running again, um, you, you know, because the time that this job takes compared to other things that you know you could be doing. One, I love Murfreesboro, but I mean this. This this could take two or three years to be able to get this this situated, and um, I, I don't want to leave I don't want to leave this un you know unsettled on my watch. So I, I mean Bart, we're we're talking about we're the little guy who's going to be fighting a you know a billion dollar company public company, and um, I, I think we need you know one we need the residents support um, we need the residents to make sure that. You know they're encouraging your your their elected officials to stand strong on this um but i mean i i can tell you i've not been more proud of our staff and the team that they've put together um you know specifically adam tucker and john rogers with uh caius rogers who john was a former county commission member 
the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board hired him. Uh, Donna Barrett and Darren Gore have been unreal on how much time that they've put into it. I mean, these are not paid positions, right? I mean, Donna Barrett, the number the time, number of hours that she's putting in on this, um, it, I mean, this is because she loves the community and wants to see a, a decision um, that's a good decision that's made so joe uh, whitefield is another one that represents murfreesboro who's just i mean they're you know they're all there at seven o'clock eight o'clock on a on a tuesday night because they love this community and it's i mean it's important for us to be able to get this solved we have a phone call here and we also have a text the person who texted us said the landfill smells every morning the smell is getting in our chimneys they live eight miles away toward I-840. And then they say, I couldn't imagine living closer. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no sewer out 840. <laughs> out I-840, <at> <laughs> you know, in the area where, where you're out in Jefferson Pike. So, I mean, that's what, unfortunately, things turn into political issues. Um, and, you know, you have to take a, a stand on, it's it's pretty black, or, black and white. Um, and you know the county is working really hard to find you know what's the next solution for the overall county but you know what i again whatever plan b is and that's what we're we're working toward um we just don't want it to stink bart i mean that's that's it i mean i think we could deal with increased traffic but just fix the smell and that's what we got to have fixed good morning you're on wgns with mayor shane mcfarland yeah, what I was wondering is just how long of a lease does this company have on that land? I mean, how long are we legally obligated to them? And I was wondering, is the city of Nashville, if they're making any effort to find an alternative dumping site, are they just letting it go like it is and hoping they'll keep to get the dump there? And they're having problems right now. They've got more uh, garbage and they got trucks to haul it in. Yeah, I read that. We're going to have to start recycling. That's just all there is to it. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just uh, when I was a kid growing up, you didn't have all this package material and all these boxes from Amazon. Uh, milk, you got it in a glass jar. You return back, you coax. I mean, it's just we just have too much trash. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, that so that that's a complicated question on there's really not a the current operating agreement that the county signed back you know in the 90s um and and then there's some agreements with the city you know we process all their leachate so there's really not a an end on that that agreement until the landfill closes and i think that's what we are are fighting you know, so hard really to say the new landfill land that they're looking at that doing in it being a new landfill you know that was not anticipated nor defined to show that that was a additional landfilling operations so you know that's why um we we don't want this to be an open-ended deal that you know who knows and and so i think that's the issue when you talk about recycling like i recycle i pay uh, company that comes and recycles at our house but right now because of the agreement that's in place if the if the residents of of murfreesboro and rutherford county pay to recycle 
really you're just in extending the life of the landfill for a for-profit business to allow other people who don't recycle to be able to pay to bring their trash to Murfreesboro. And so it's a really a complicated question, but um, I think that's why we need a defined time period. Uh, you know, when I first got elected and Mayor Burgess and I met, that was almost eight years ago that you know, the landfill had a 10-year lifespan. And so that's when we started working through this process. And then it went to six, and it's jumped all over the place. Um, and that's why, you know, the city of Murfreesboro, our 10-year solid waste plan clearly states that we see the end of the landfill. That's why we put in our solid waste fee, you know, three or four years ago to be able to start preparing for, you know, plan B and what's next. And, you know, that's when in April um, of 2020 that, the or 2021 that the the application for a new landfill site really caught us all off guard because i think everyone who's been working um it didn't catch us off guard to the standpoint of like we were unprepared but it caught us off guard that we've been working and the council's been working on what's next after life after the landfill and then you know all of a sudden it's like hey we want to we want to start a new landfill site so that's a that's a complicated question but you know that's what we're working towards our phone number 615-893-1450 murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland is our guest we'll be right back we've got some more questions here the action line with bart walker weekday mornings at 8 10 Rutherford County's place to talk. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with good acoustics. If you want to try out any guitar in the store, if you've got a perfect place to listen to it, compare them side by side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. We're talking with Russell Ashton. When did you serve in the military? What branch and all of that? United States Army. I went in in 1967, and I got out in November of 1969. And my last service was over in Vietnam. I'm just uh, glad to be here. What was it like when you first went in? I was just a little country boy, just got out of high school, and your uncle called me and said, get on a Greyhound bus and go to Nashville, you know? I mean, I was frightened. 
I guess uh, that might be good for some people. That, that might get them closer to God to go to war. Were you in the thick of everything? I was with the 173rd Airborne Brigade. I guess you could say we were doing our share. I made 17 jumps out of the airplanes and stuff. Of course, those old T-10 shoots that we had back then, buddy, you just crashed and burned. That's all it was. I mean, you hit the ground. A lot of times I think that could be a lot of my hearing problems because you jump out of a plane that's got the props or I jumped out of the C-141, that's the jet. That's a lot of noise just to walk in. Too. Was that scary jumping out of those planes? Uh, 18 years old, what do you call it, 5 foot 10 and bulletproof. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. On air, online, and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. A focus on Murfreesboro this morning. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest. Right now we're getting uh, a lot of focus on the landfill. And here's a text question that's come in. They said, what is that mist or spray coming out of the top of the fence line as you drive to the back area of the landfill? We've got so many questions, I'll try to be quick on these. That has something to do with a mister. Darren Gore can explain, but it's something that's supposed to be able to keep either the smell or some of the dust down as people are driving in and out of there. Okay, and another one here. I'm not really sure what the atomic trucking uh, is running 24 hours, most of the counties, and flying through the city every morning. They say they're taking I-6, they're taking the interstate and traveling uh, 65 to 70 miles an hour in the 45 mile per hour speed limit areas. They are also picking up Murfreesboro transfer stations when uh, when they talk to a driver. Well, what is atomic trucking? What is he talking about? I have no idea, but I'll find out. Um, I don't know what a atomic trucking is and we really don't in the city of murfreesboro we just bought property and planned for our first transfer station but we don't have transfer stations inside the um it, for the city at least so I, I can't speak for anyone else but i'll find i'll find what atomic trucking is and they say they're going 65 to 70 miles an hour in 45 mile per yeah, hour that'd zones. be that'd be something to we can talk to the murfreesboro police department the sheriff's department as well we have uh, another question here. Uh, this one is dealing with the Murfreesboro Airport uh -huh. and MTSU. Uh, looks as if MTSU is going to be moving to Shelbyville. Uh, and from what this listener is describing, they say that Shelbyville has offered them 200 and something acres, uh, no, 600 and something acres, uh, as opposed to Murfreesboro Airport has only 230 acres. And the Shelbyville runway, and I, I find this hard to believe, but it may be true, uh, is 5,503 feet long, a lot longer than what we have. Yeah, about 800. I mean, I fly into Shelbyville. Um, Shelbyville is a great airport um, and, and definitely larger in land mass and runway length than what we have. Um, that's one of the reasons that, we, you know, we've 
started this discussion almost two years ago. Um, you know, staff originally had some some concerns about uh, the growth at the airport, and and really it goes. Bart, I've I've responded back online and to a, to several people who've emailed or or that I've talked to. Um, <clears throat> you know, th- there's a narrative that we were trying to kick MTSU out of the airport, which is false. I mean, that's just not true. But at the same time, you know, our airport is landlocked. We have no expansion room. We're completely surrounded by homes and by um, commercial properties. And really, it's all surrounded completely by residential. I mean, when the airport was built in the in the 50s, you know, I don't again, I don't think anyone knew um, how much that Murfreesboro would surround. I mean, that was in the country back in in the 50s. And so, you know, over the last four years, five years, MTSU's expanded their pro-pilot program from roughly just, say, 400 students to 900 to, you know, almost 1,000 students. And MTSU has 10 new planes on order, and they already have 30 at the airport. So really this was just a discussion that, you know, how much can the city of Murfreesboro Airport grow with the with the university and not become a detriment not only to the community but a detriment to other people who want to use the airport and you know the university one of the things that we talked about is we felt like that there needed to be a cap on the enrollment that that can be handled out of the university and or or what could um, be handled at the airport, and that was just not a, a a vision that MTSU wanted. So I think MTSU made the decision. It's a win win for everyone that you know they they made the decision that they're going to build a new um, facility in in Shelbyville, and, and this is not going to happen overnight. So it's a you know it's probably a three year process. But uh, I mean we're excited for the university. We're excited for the the future of the Murfreesboro Airport, and you know I, I think. It's just like anything else. When Murfreesboro pulls out of the airport, there will be other things that fill in that that void. Uh, just because aviation is is such a thriving um, industry right now, plus you know Murfreesboro has become a destination for corporations and for other pilots, and and so we'll 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 pick that up and we'll we'll move forward. You know, it's interesting to note how when one area. Uh, moves something a little farther away, there, there's suddenly growth yes. in that area. Yeah. There has not been a whole lot of growth uh, out Shelbyville Highway uh, once you get past the inner city of Murfreesboro. Yeah, I'm excited for Shelbyville. I mean, this gives them an economic opportunity that, you know, hopefully will be a, a positive for them. But, you know, I, there's this thought that this is about neighbors, um, you know, upset about noise and that you know there's this premise out there that if you move next to an airport you can't fuss about noise but i mean this is a this is analogous to the landfill i mean this is not just about people who live next to the airport i mean this is about people in the community that um you know i i told somebody yesterday you know, there's a reasonable expectation that just because you you moved into Murfreesboro and there's a landfill, you shouldn't be able to smell it when you open your front door. So you can't have the opinion, "Hey, the landfill was here first. And I think that's that's an, an analogous to the airport that just because the airport was here first, we still have a responsibility 
to everyone. Um, you know, in, 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 in the city business, if we went with the premise that, hey, they were here first, then um, we wouldn't be able to get very much done. We have a different question here that's going to take us in a slightly different direction. Are the large parcels at the gateway owned by the city, or have you sold them to developers? Yeah, I think we've we've got one corporate headquarters site that's about 20, a little over 20 acres that we're still holding out for, you know, hopefully a, a, a corporate headquarters or, you know, corporate uh, growth. But no, we don't have anything else out at the gateway. So anything that you see that's empty land, that's some developer? Yeah, that's not us. Okay. Uh, and do you see more developments coming to the Gateway area soon? I hope so. I mean, I, you know, I think um, that whole area out there is growing, I, and, and so is the traffic. Hopefully with Wilkinson Pike is one, one thing the council is working hard on to be able to alleviate some of the traffic on Medical Center Parkway by widening Wilkinson Pike and coming up with a different alternative to Asbury Lane um, that we all know needs significant help. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I hope um, that, that there's more retail growth. Uh, I mean, I think office space is great to be able to have, you know, job creation for people. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great area f for, for growth. Okay, so Wilkinson Pike probably will be considered for widening. Soon. Yeah, I mean Wilkinson Pike's on our plan. I mean they just paved a portion of Wilkinson Pike where there was you know some damage, but yeah, I mean Wilkinson Pike is on the plan to be widened to um, three lanes, a two lanes, a turning lane, and a multi pedestrian path that goes you know that goes through there. But you've got you know the battlefield on one side, so you have to be able to be cognizant of that. But um, yeah, there's there's significant improvements that that need to happen on wilkinson pike because that's turned you know wilkinson pike with the creation of medical center parkway has just turned into a cut through for people from thompson lane to be able to get either you know but to the to medical center parkway or the interstate or i mean like anytime i get off of medical center parkway and i'm going home i turn left at the mcdonald's there and i go wilkinson pike to get back to thompson lane so you, we, we've got to make sure and we work on that there's some beautiful homes uh, oh, out yeah. there yeah uh, and do you think that that's a short-lived future for those homes i mean no i don't i mean you know typically where the homes are located um there's not right away on that side of the road uh, you can always look at where the telephone poles are located or the power poles, and that tells you where the right-of-way is. So I, I think it's going to be on the other side. Um, it's like Haynes Drive. When you go down Haynes Drive and you see, you know, power poles that are almost in, in the middle of people's front yards, I mean, that's public right-of-way where, um, where, you know, expansion could occur. So that's the uh, same thing on Wilkinson Pike. Now, while we're talking about widening roads, Last week at the city council meeting, uh, the council went over and approved $3.8 million to Bell Construction Company to begin uh, engineering on widening Brinkley Road. Tell us about that. Yeah, that you know Brinkley Road is predominantly a um, a county road, but that you know where Berkshire and around the city for years we've seen where that and it's really that 3.8 million is 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 the significant portion of that is is rebuilding a new bridge there with sidewalks and even an underpass for people to be able to to walk back and forth to school so the council voted on that had to go through an engineering process had to go through the bid process which takes some time but 
um, that bed has been let and they're getting ready to start construction. So that is going to be a significant improvement uh, for Brinkley Road and the people that live on that side of town, especially for the the kids who walk back and forth to um, to Blackman High and Blackman Middle. And for people who are trying to figure out where is Brinkley Road, uh, I checked a map because yeah. it's one of those roads yeah. you've heard of. But if you don't travel it, you don't know exactly where it is. Yeah, it's, it's in- parallel between. Uh, Veterans Parkway and Fortress Boulevard? Yeah, well, it's uh, off of 96 and Veterans and Florence Road. Florence so, Road. Yeah, okay. so Florence Road, you can turn off of Florence onto Brinkley, and then there's a there's a, a two-lane bridge that's right there by the Berkshire um, neighborhood that, um, you know, needs significant improvements. Now, is it, uh, does it have a connection to 840? No, no, no. That yeah, this is just a what would be called a collector street. So um, yeah, this doesn't have any any connection to eight forty. This is really just more of, uh, I mean, more of an interior street that we would you know widen for for those developments and in those neighbors that are around there. Now looking at more widening, the New Salem Highway that's been finished, but you're about to start another phase. Of that same road, is that right? Yes, but let's be careful and not okay. say you, the city. That's a state project. That's okay. So okay. I, I can only handle enough blame, Bart. So, we, um, yeah, that's, that section's getting ready to start. Also, we've got a community meeting next week where the BZ Road, um, um, the BZ Road, bridge so that's you know the road there by costco mm-hmm. um that road will extend and actually go there's a bridge that will go across stones river parallel to where the old racket club used to be and tie into river rock okay so people will say hey why why is there why are you building a bridge to go over stones river to connect to river rock well i think anyone who lives in murfreesboro would agree if it's not the worst intersection in Murfreesboro, it's one of the worst, which is River Rock and Cason Lane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if we can find different alternatives for people in those areas to get to other areas, even the interchange at the interstate, without having to go to different interchanges, that's a a good planning way to do that so that's what we're working on i did find out atomic trucking is a waste hauler out of chattanooga Ah, so so that that's a great example of a company coming from hamilton county in to murfreesboro and rutherford county driving on our roads bringing trash to middle point while we're talking about uh, widening roads again thank you sam uh, huddleston (laughs) thank you sam yeah sam's always right there yeah uh what about the widening plans for thompson lane yeah that's a that's a state road also um and so i know they're going through engineering they're going through right-of-way acquisition and then they'll do a bid letting and starting a, a process my guess is you won't see that road under construction for another year or so in BART, I mean, that is going to be a painful road project. Mm, yeah. um, just because, you know, Highway 99 clearly was a painful project, but you don't have a lot of people who actually live on Highway 99. Thompson Lane has got uh, three bridges on Thompson Lane. You've got a bridge across, uh, or sort of a dam bridge across um, 
Did you just say what I thought you said? It, it is a <laughs> it is a a bridge that is a dam, not a dam bridge. Um, so uh, across the Hooper Bottom, then you've got a bridge that's across Stones River um, by Breckenridge, and then you've got another bridge at the Greenway that is across Stones River. So that's going to be a a a really painful project. I mean, it's needed. It, you know, it's it's a needed project, but it's that's going to be a long term project. Before we jump into a break, we have another question that came in on a text. Any plans of resurfacing Hamilton Drive? I don't know, but Sam Huddleston is listening, and he can he can find out on resurfacing plans and let us know maybe before the end of the show. Yeah, Hamilton you're the, Drive. You're on the clock, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> he, he'll come through. I yeah. know he will. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and online at WGNSRadio.com means that you can listen to us anywhere. AM, FM, FM, online. Time to order your king cake for Mardi Gras. This is Chuck Gandy with Gandy Seafood Company. We offer a variety of flavors. The Gandy Seafood Cajun Market on Memorial Boulevard across from Sportscom. My favorite is pecan praline. For orders, call 615-956-6590. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high of 60 degrees. Southwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, mostly clear, low 32. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujicicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 39. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 750 to 810 on WGNS. AM, FM, online. Welcome back. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us. We have five minutes left, so if you have questions, text them to us or call us, whichever you prefer. Bart, are we not going to, you text me, I guess, day before yesterday and said, hey, what do you want to talk about? And I said the meaning of life. I mean, we're not going to talk about the meaning of life. We've suddenly um, run out of time. Trash, trucks, and streets. That's what we talk about, right? The meaning of life. That's right. That could be the meaning of local life today. That's right. Trash, trucks, and streets. Uh, which brings us around to our next question. Uh, and then this one uh, is sort of a fly-off of your bridge from Racket Club Drive over Interstate 24, I guess it is. Uh, this other one's asking about the bridge that goes over the Stones River from Northfield in front of the Ford dealership over the Stones River to the NHC area. Yeah. Uh, they said they were over at that area yesterday and noticed the uh, heavy traffic. Yeah, that's, you know, we were Vanderbilt, bought property from the city, and Vanderbilt uh, built their facility over in the in the gateway. 
part of that road is named Northfield, where that that actually connects right in front of the battlefield now. And there are plans to connect Northfield over to um, Medical Center Parkway. You know, and that's one of those things, like all of our easy road projects are done. I mean, the low-hanging fruit that we could easily pick, that's that's over. And so now it's tough road projects. So, And a lot of them are, are above, they call them above-grade crossings, but they're bridges. So it, that is on the, you know, on our major thoroughfare plan, but it's not a plan that has been funded or, you know, really discussed. I mean, it, there are, in, in my opinion, there are probably other priorities that we've got to get done you know, before before that one, but so, it, it's definitely needed. So this one is going to be second to the one from Racket Club. Yeah, well, I don't know if it'll be second. I mean, it's I know that we've got our major thoroughfare plan, and we've allocated. Um, I mean, just this year in our capital imp- improvement plan, there was roughly out of the seventy million dollars, you know, seventy or eighty percent was all is all road projects. So. You know the council has put a a huge priority on infrastructure and um and transportation projects okay so there is uh that one and uh, a person has just slipped this one in under the line and that is the cherry lane uh extension they said the traffic is horrible out here and getting worse and looks like they're adding more to the soccer fields which will bring even more traffic yeah the the cherry lane is a is a high priority that the council has has already spent a, a, a large amount of money you know the back 20 years ago under roger haley um you know roger negotiated and bought the chadwick chadwick farm chadwick farm that's right there off of 840 where the interchange is going to go. And so we are already under or starting the process of engineering and right-of-way acquisition to be able to get that done. You know, I think that's a significant um, for that for that area and off of 840. Um, but, you know, realistically, you're probably, I hate to even put a timeline on it, you're probably four years by the time that that road project is done, especially when you figure an interchange has got to be built. Um, so hopefully that could be in conjunction with that legacy development and um, the the soccer fields as well. And on that note, we'll say thank you to Murfreesboro well, Mayor. Bart, we're going to have to start doing two shows a week I to be able to get all these to, questions did in. Did you get a note from? from I Sam didn't yet, but I will get. Um, I'll get that that to you, and that way you can put it on your your um, your website about Hamilton Drive. Sounds good. Mayor Shane McFarland, our guest this morning. Truman comes along next, right after the news, on your good neighbor station, WGNS, Murfreesboro. Stay with us.